Welcome to Random Gaming Talk, it is Entertainment Talks podcast for video games. I'm your host Matthew, joining me today is Robert. How are you today? I'm doing good. I'm a little tired. This week has no, nothing but kicked me in the ass, but other than that, you know, it's the weekend now, so. Cool. Um, What, what have you managed to uh, play in that time? Well, I decided to try the uh, 14-day free trial for Games Pass because ah. Graveyard Keeper was on that game list, and I was kind of curious about it, and I have never had a game just suck me in and eat my life like that game has. I in, don't even know in, why. In a good way? I mean, in a good way. I mean, I can't stop playing it. I couldn't give <laughs> I you a specific <laughs> reason why. I mean, it's not like... You know, it's not a super exciting Twitch stream, uh, Twitch, you know, shooter. It's not a super exciting role-playing game. But for whatever reason, I just can't stop playing that game. Uh, it was like Monday or Tuesday, I forget which one. I was playing it, and then I decided to go live with my streamer, with my uh, mixer stream. Yeah, I, I uh, watched and I'm just playing about it. 10 or 15 minutes. So I can't remember which day it was. Um, yeah. But I'm I'm playing, I'm playing, I'm playing, and I'm not really paying attention, and then I look at the timer, and I've got over 200 minutes live streamed, and I probably put maybe 20, 30 hours into it already in less than a week, so it's insane. I just can't stop playing it. I don't know why. <laughs> well, I mean, if you, if you I'm sure if you didn't like the game, you you would have stopped, so you must like it, I suppose. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I like it. It's one of those things that it just... It, it's kind of weird. It's like it hits this like weird sweet spot for me. Um, it's got the 16-bit graphics that you would find in uh, Stardew Valley, mm. along with a macabre setting because you are a graveyard keeper and you're doing a lot of macabre stuff. And it's got the energy resource management and skill tree from Punch Club. Uh, it's not a perfect game by far, you know the. Uh, the day-night cycle is way too short. Uh, when you first, first, first start off, you spend way too much time sleeping because that's the easiest way to regenerate energy. Um, Makes but sense, I guess, yeah. Uh, some early tips, I guess, would be to for your first few minutes, spend a lot of time researching food because you can gain energy quickly doing food, and that way you're not wasting time sleeping. Cool. Uh, it's one of those games where you absolutely have to have either your computer or a tablet or something handy to get on the Wikipedia page to do research because very little is actually explained to you. So okay, like if you get stuck on on something. Uh huh. Cool. Well, not even so much stuck on something. It's just you want to know how do I do this? How do I do this? How do I do this? And so you kind of go down the weird rabbit hole to where. I need to do this. Okay, well, I need to research this technology. Okay, where is this? Re- where is this technology? Okay, it's here. What the? Your your three primary uh, skill points are just red orbs, green orbs, and blue orbs. So you got to see. Okay, I need twenty blue orbs. So oh, I got to figure out something to do to get me blue orbs, or I need fifty more uh, green orbs. So I got to do something to get me more green orbs. And it just kind of descends into that. So. Cool. So that's on the, the Game Pass, you said. Yeah, it's part of the Game Pass, um, which is on sale right now. You get two months for $2. That's that's crazy. That is crazy. <laughs> How cheap that is. Well, it, yeah. 
Yeah, but it kind of boned me because uh, I did the 14-day trial, so technically I'm still on the Game Pass. Mm-hmm. And when you're on the Game Pass, you can't buy Game Pass, which is like some weird thing from the... Oh, okay. You just thought that they would want you to do that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, as part of their subscription thing, I can't buy it because I already have it. So. Okay, well, if you haven't signed up yet, the uh, I remember seeing, being, seeing it being listed yesterday. It £2 for two months. Uh, yeah, if you're curious about Grave... What's it called? Graveyard Keeper? Graveyard Keeper. Yeah, and like a hundred other different games. Some of which backwards compatible, some of which are Xbox Originals. Uh, the, uh, to, to me, the Game Pass has got some very good games in it, but it's either ones that I've already played and have no reason to go back to, or games that I don't have any interest in. So that's why I haven't sort of signed up. So. Um, yeah, speaking of which, if... Um... If you want a hard game, like a hard, hard challenge game, uh, the uh, Ninja Gaiden from the original Xbox is part of their Game Pass. Definitely try that. Um, that game was so difficult in a Dark Souls kind of way. Okay. Cool. Um, but yeah, if you're curious, go and check out the Game Pass and uh, get yourself some other games. We'll have some news about the Game Pass in a bit as well, uh, which I will talk about when we get to it. Um, anything else, or is that uh, sucked up all your time this week? Uh, I mean, that sucked up most of my time. I still play a little bit of this, a little bit of that. I played a little bit of uh, uh, Battletech on my PC. I played a little bit of Fallout Shelter because that's you know a fun game to play when you're trying to do other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you yeah. know, yeah, you know, bits and bobs of, a, of yeah. It's just kind of like a tap and go sort of game. Like literally, you mm-hmm. tap on something and leave the dwellers to do something. So. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm, I, I caught you playing a bit of uh, Tear Thieves. How, how's that? Uh, I haven't played it yet. I downloaded it as part oh, of the Game okay. Pass because I was curious about it, but I haven't had a chance to actually start start it yet. So. Okay. I heard that there's the DLC coming out soon. I have no idea what the date is. Um, yeah, it's like a lot of games. They launched it super early for whatever reason to uh, you know get it out the door, and then they've had to patch it a bunch of times, so I was just going to check it out. What about if they release the the uh, DLC on the day Spider-Man comes out or something? That would be kind of yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, a lot of people are saying that Tomb Raider is going to get kind of butchered by Spider-Man. Um, but then again, if you're excited for like action games and you don't own a PS4, then Tomb Raider's right next to it. So I guess that appeals to that audience and like hardcore Tomb Raider fans, I suppose. So, uh, but yeah, um, cool. Yeah, I've been playing some more Zelda. Um, I killed the first Divine Beast. Um, I can't remember the thing's name of it because it's something I'll probably never be able to pronounce anyway. Um, got into a really difficult situation with it where like, I knew what I needed to do. I had just about the other, the uh, just about enough things, literally like weapons and stuff, to be able to defeat the thing. Um, what well, I what I essentially ended up doing, and this is the boss where, uh, for reference for anybody who's played Zelda or knows about the bosses or whatever, it's the one where you have to uh, get in the sort of elephant style machine where you have like the water puzzles with the trunk and everything. Um, I know that might sound kind of weird to somebody who hasn't played the game before. Um, but it's when you, uh, not when you defeat the first bit with the arrows, that bit was, I'll say easy once I knew what to do. Um, and didn't run out of arrows. Uh, but the second bit where you go to activate the final machine. And uh, have the second beast come out. Which is technically like two bosses in one. Which some people might see as really fun and really cool. 
Um, I don't know. I, I still enjoyed it and stuff. It was just kind of irritatingly tough in the end. Um, but what I ended up having to do, I had like just enough arrows where I could get his health down to a good amount. And then, um, because at the end, the boss is in a situation where you can't hit him on the ground. So you have to either, like, throw something at him, like a spear that you might have. Or a bomb, if you can reach it up to him. Or, um, what I ended up having to do was get my, um, not the spears that you can throw, like the long club things that you have. And literally stand on, uh, underneath him or near him and throw, just throw my weapons at him, basically. Um, and then I got it, luckily got it to a point where, um, I'd almost run out of food, I'd run completely out of arrows, had, like, two bows left, because the other ones had broken. Um, had used all my actual, like, melee weapons, I had a torch and a guardian sword left, um, which probably won't go very far if you throw them, I don't think. Um, but I managed to, like, with the last club thing that I had, I threw it at him when I was underneath him, managed to hit him and cancel his, like, weird ice cube attack, which is irritating as hell. Uh, he fell down because um, if you if you hit him while he's clinging on the ceiling or whatever, he'll he'll fall down. You can hit him a certain amount of times before he goes away and hangs himself up somewhere else uh, or hangs onto the ball somewhere else. And then what I managed to do was throw the last one that I had at him, get my guardian sword out, and just luckily get the last few hits out. I don't if he had like got up again and spawned and went somewhere else. I don't know what I would have actually done. I guess I would have had to have done the whole fight again. But I used all of my arrows, all of my melee weapons, and had uh, just the guardian sword. Um, I had like two shields left and just a torch. Which, what are you going to do with a torch against that sort of thing? Um, but I defeated him anyway, and then I managed to like you know get new weapons and save it and that sort of stuff. So, uh, long story short, I beat him. But it was a uh, a tough sort of thing. I guess you know if I'd had twenty more arrows or something and. Uh, able was able to get in that way it would have been much easier but I managed to do it in the end um, and now I'm on the, the well you can do them in any order you want I think um, I'm on the second one where you have to go into this weird desert which includes the uh, weather effects that Zelda has which is where um, if the area is too cold or too hot you'll have to have you'll have to drink a potion or whatever that counteracts the temperature um, and they had this thing where one of the characters said like, oh, in at night this desert is like um, cold and in the morning it's really hot. So I sat next to this fire thing, skipped time till the night because I had one of the uh, cool down uh, or um, warm up sort of things. Um, that were One of those uh, as opposed to the other one which I didn't have for the, the morning time. Um, so I managed to do that and get across the desert. Now I'm in a bit of a situation where... Um, I have to somehow get into this town which Link is banned from because of uh, who he is or, or something like that. Um, but there's a certain mission that you have to do which is like nearby to able to be able to get access. Um, but you need to get in there in order to, to uh, activate the next Divine Beast which is weird. Um, I'd like to know why they're sort of hiding the thing in there. That's very strange. Um, but still enjoying it, still really good. Um, getting very used to the gameplay and that sort of thing. Uh, it's just working out sometimes how to beat stuff and uh discover sort of new things and all that sort of stuff um but yeah just gonna basically be playing it for the next couple of weeks is it i think it's two weeks until spider-man comes out um yeah because next week the jack ryan series comes out that's the 31st and then yeah the week after is, is spider-man i think so yeah just gonna be, be playing that for the next couple of weeks and then i'll uh move on to spider-man i won't quit zelda i'll just be playing spider-man when it comes out 
so I think all that, that's, that's all the stuff we've been playing and what we want to talk about. Now we're gonna uh, now I'm gonna tell you about today's sponsor and how to get your ad free podcasts, and then I'm gonna tell you what we're doing on Entertainment Talk. Today's sponsor is Kirsty Legister's Juice Plus. If you're looking for help with trying to lose weight, this might be the solution that you're looking for. With a range of products that include shakes, boosters, capsules, and more, get started today. All you have to do is add Kirsty on Facebook and send her a Facebook message using the link in the description and get started with the program today. Hey everyone, if you would like to get the ad-free versions of all of our podcasts, all you need to do is head over to Patreon and sign up as a creator or as a Patreon. There's two different versions available there or two different options available there. And then simply go to pledge $1 per month and get your ad-free podcast. It's also a really good way to support what we're doing here at Entertainment Talk. It also means you wouldn't have to listen to this or any sponsors that we have now or in the future either. And as always, thank you for listening. Okay, so that was today's sponsor on how to get your ad-free podcast. Uh, so this week, a little bit lighter on stuff, um, but we still have plenty of content out there for you to listen to. Uh, classic reviews this week, I did um, The Terminator, which is the, the first one in the series of the uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger films, of course. Uh, pretty good film. It's got... Um, I, I've, got I've had this sort of uh, realisation of, like... I don't know if it's a realisation... Um, some of these older films that I've been watching, like The Terminator and The Shining and uh, Back to the Future, the old style of film that they use has a certain like bit of charm to it, and I go into what I mean by that in that podcast. Uh, but no, I really like the first Terminator. It had a, uh, it did well to set up what the story is as well as tell an actual story itself. So it wasn't just like a setup piece, and they have some fairly like you know old style action stuff in it. I thought it was very good. Uh, so go and listen to the podcast for that. And then next week will be the last episode for season one. Uh, so check that out on Monday at 3pm UK time. Uh, and then this week on Wednesday, of course, me and David continued with Better Call Saul episode uh, 403, season four, episode three. Uh, another good episode, had a bit more action and a few more stakes and stuff in it, but don't want to go too much into that. Uh, go and listen to the podcast if you watch uh, Better Call Saul, which is, of course, the Breaking Bad prequel. Um, and then gaming talk, we're going to be talking about a bunch of different stuff today, so stay tuned uh, for the rest of the podcast, I suppose. Uh, I'm going to be seeing, hopefully, at least one film next week, and maybe reviewing it, uh, and then, of course, there'll be the next episode of Classic Reviews next week, um, and then more Bear Soul and some gaming and some, some other stuff. So uh, stay tuned to entertainmenttalk.org for, for all of that. And check out our content from the past as well, because we've got a lot of different like reviews and podcasts and just whole bunch of other things so uh that's that um all right now we're going to go into the news that we have I'll let you go first. What would you like to talk about? Uh, well, first up, everybody knows that I'm a huge uh, State of Decay fan. Mm. Uh, and obviously, Gamescom is going on this week. So we had a lot of stuff come out from Gamescom on that. Uh, they did a uh, live stream. So if you got a chance to see that live stream, then, you know, that's super cool. Uh, they did uh, a lot of stuff for the Daybreak DLC, and they gave a basic uh, rundown of it. 
Uh, first off, there's going to be a new, uh, for lack of a better word, currency. I mean, the influence is you know basically a currency, even though there's no actual money money. Yeah. Uh, but there's going to be a new one called Prestige uh, that you earn only playing the Daybreak DLC. Uh, the basic setup is it's kind of like a horde mode, but it's limited at seven rounds. Uh, you play as one of the Red Talon soldiers, so you're very well equipped. Uh, you're in a base that you have to defend for seven rounds. Uh, there was no specifics on how long the rounds last, if they last longer, the later rounds, whatever. And your whole goal is to protect somebody they call the operator. Uh, and then he is the one that is responsible for working on the Clio network. If you remember the Clio network, it was a random supply drop that would come in every now and then in State of the K1 after their second DLC. Um, and so basically it's just waves of zombies. You, know, you got freaks and all that stuff. But uh, there's still no, uh, still nothing on, you know, what will be the achievements for that. But that, game, that uh, DLC does come out. They did announce that date for September 12th. So that's two weeks away. So that's in between Spider-Man and Tomb Raider. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Cool. But according to one of the devs during the live stream, in order to unlock everything you're going to need to win, not play, but win the uh, Daybreak Horde Mode 27 times. So unfortunately, it sounds like it's a bit of a grind fest. Yeah, that's crazy. Um. Oh, but it is yeah. separate from your your main characters game, but you will unlock stuff for those uh, characters in terms of the prestige points that you spend, uh, new base options, uh, new uh, uh, things, you know, weapons, gear, things like that. They did one of the things they did specifically say was there was a new uh, base component called the barracks, to where it's a small um, slot to to do for your base for building but okay. it lets you have five people sleep there instead of the normal two that you would get from like having a, a sleeping area so that'll let you have a bigger base with more people without taking up more space one of, one of the things that confused i can't remember if this was a problem in state decay one but what the fact that um if you had five people you would need five beds but then again not everybody's going to or should sleep at the same time because usually in apocalypse you'd have like um people sleeping in shifts so in case like you're in the middle of the night someone comes and attacks your base or a zombie does something um but i guess it's good that the uh the thing has the five beds instead um yeah uh, and that's not so much a, a problem from either one or two they do have basically a room-ish area to where they have a maximum number of people sleeping, and obviously, uh, you know, you're in the zombie apocalypse, you can't expect to get your own room. So they do have that on some level. Uh, but normally it's like a, what they call quote-unquote bunk beds, and then an area will sleep two people. And then there are some rooms that you can upgrade to where one room will have four people. And obviously a limited space. Mm-hmm. But the, the, the four people thing was usually like a larger slot and a sl smaller slot, uh, which never was really an issue because even with Stated Decay 2 and the expanded roles that the uh, survivors have, you really don't need a base with more than five or six people. So, 
Um, yeah, I, I remember just trying to collect as many people as possible, just in case someone like died or or something. Um, or I don't know, just you know, uh, kind of the more people, the better, because more people can just do more things. Um, mm-hmm. And like, hey, the water thing needs pumping, or something's broken, or uh, you know, someone needs to go out for a supply run, and then one one of the neighbors needs help or something. Um, I guess it's more of like a a thing to do with me because I just wanted I wanted more uh, characters to be available to cover more of those things to do because um, otherwise you were just running around like a headless chicken trying to <laughs> trying to do everything it felt like um, yeah me and Robert did both uh, review the game I've mentioned this a couple of times before uh, I did a little podcast review and Robert did a written review so you can uh, check those out if you if you want to uh, anything else on this or do um no, I mean, I'm like people know, and I always admit to everything up front. I am a huge fanboy for State of Decay One and Two, even with the issues with Two. I still play it from time to time, so I can't wait for this to come out. Yeah, you, as a you know, as a DLC. Do you feel like Gamescom was quieter this year? I feel like not, there wasn't as much buzz for it this year. I don't know why, but it's kind of hard with Gamescom because you know, since it is at least. For me here in the states, because it is in Germany and it's you know six hours ahead, and I'm usually at work, um, yeah. I don't think there is as much hype. Uh, I mean, obviously, a ton of info came out for that uh, Gamescom. A couple, I got a couple of the articles from, you know, from Gamescom on that. Uh, but it, it's kind of hard to get into the hype when you know they have something like for E3, they have something at noon. That's 3 o'clock my time where I live in the States, mm-hmm. so I can kind of keep up on it. But if they have something at noon local time, that's 6 o'clock, and I'm usually involved in something else. Yeah. I I mean, I just don't, don't feel like there was as many people talking about Gamescom this year. It just kind of happened almost. Um... I don't know. I don't know why it was. I, I, I hadn't had that much less excitement myself. I wish there was more... A bit more, I guess, advertisement on some of these conferences or showcases or whatever they were doing. Because um, it just kind of happened. I was like, oh, it happened. And, like, nobody... I don't feel like anybody really said anything. So, we'll see. Uh, I hope P- PlayStation still does a uh, PSX and a, a Paris Games Week. Because um, I, I, they also had said uh, Medieval was coming in 2018. And it still very much could. Uh, but I'd, I'd like to know where that game is at. So, uh, anyway, what else would you like to talk about? Well, we mentioned Gamescom. Uh, mm-hmm. They did announce some bundles that are upcoming. You can pre-order now for the Xbox One X. Uh, these are special edition bundles for uh, Gamescom. There's going to be a uh, for, uh, Forza Horizon 4 bundle. There's going to be a Shadow of the Tomb Raider bundle. Uh, there's going to be a Battlefield 5 bundle. And there's going to be a, a Fallout 76 bundle. Unfortunately, none of these bundles have like cool-looking consoles. They're all the same look uh, to that, with the exception of the Battlefield Five bundle. There's uh, what's called the Battlefield Five Gold Rush. Uh, you get the Battlefield Five Xbox One X One Terabyte version, uh, the digital code for Xbox Three Sixty game Battlefield Nineteen Forty Three. A month of EA Pass and a month of Xbox Live Gold. 
and it's got a visual look. It's got that uh, that champagne gold that we talked about for the controller for last week. Okay. Um, yeah. All the other Xbox One X bundles. Um, I mean, obviously they come with game, a free month of gold, free month of everything else, but they have the same you know matte black uh, look to that. It's kind of strange. Um, that's the only that they all yeah. have the same. I mean, it's kind of like a non-designed bundle at, at that point. Uh, like you're just sort of buying it with the game that it's advertised with. So uh, I remember when I think Destiny did that with PlayStation. They had just a white PlayStation 4 um, with, with Destiny and that was about it. Um, so that's kind of strange. But hey, you can get it bundled with an Xbox if if you want that. So mm-hmm. um, Should I tie my thing in here with the whole... Uh, Bundles, yeah. part whatever this thing is, let's just try and work out what this is. Um, so I've put in my own little notes headline: Xbox monthly bundles question mark. So that's a little insight into what I've what I have actually written down. Uh, Microsoft is planning to unveil an Xbox All Access service that will bundle the company's Xbox One consoles with Xbox Live Gold and Game Pass for a monthly fee. So keep that in mind. Codenamed Project Largo, which is weird, but that's just a uh, codename. Microsoft has been working towards the subscription service uh, in recent months. Sources familiar with the Microsoft plans tell The Verge, uh, which I think is where I got this from, uh, that uh, that both the Xbox One S and One X will be offered as a subscription and that Microsoft is planning to offer its Xbox One X bundles uh, with Gold and Game Pass for £35 per month over 24 months, which is two years. Um, So, to me, what that sounds like is... um, And I've got some other bit of information here, but I'll I'll read that out in a second. That you can sign up for... It's not a subscription service. This is a subscription, like, bundle. Because it's not like gold where you turn it on and off on the months that you want this is something that you're paying monthly for in order to get a product which is the the whatever bundle of of thing that you choose um that is quite a lot of stuff and considering you can get a one x um i don't know if the one x and the one s are both planned at 35 pound per month because surely if you go to buy one of these bundles and they say hey do you want an s or an x why would you not pick an x because you know it's more powerful and 4K and all that, all that jazz. Um, what, what what do you what do you think of this? This is kind of strange. I mean, I know it's a way for them to kind of push some more consoles and Game Pass and Gold and uh, some bundles. Um, is this something you would consider? Maybe. Uh, I'm totally fine with it. I mean, I doing mean, yeah, the math. Service. Uh, yeah, doing the doing the math. Uh, that puts you know for 35 pounds a month for 24 months that puts it that at 840 pounds so obviously with the purchase of the console itself yeah. i think it's what 500 pounds in the uk uh 450 500 something like that yeah 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 so it's not like they're screwing you i mean i hate i hate those rent to own places because you don't realize you're paying essentially 25 percent interest on whatever you're buying yeah and so they're giant con jobs but the fact that you get the console and the game pass and the gold as a service the math actually pretty much evens out in terms of you know what you're paying versus what you're getting Mm. uh so it's not like they're screwing you out of a ton of money or anything like that 
Um, yeah, and I mean, with with you paying the monthly fee, you get new stuff every month because uh, you'll have whatever games are added to the Game Pass. Um, you'll have online and the discount stuff with gold, as well as the games with gold games. Um, and then you'll have a console itself as well. So it's it's very, very good. Um, yeah, I, I remember watching uh, Kind of Funny Games Daily yesterday, and Greg was doing some maths on it and he said it was the, the same price as if you did that over whatever or not, it was the same sort of price um so it's essentially just a way for you to pay um i mean 34 dollars is i don't know dep- depends how you look at that amount of money but what you're getting for that i think that's that's kind of worth it so um yeah it's, it's strange that we live in a day and age when this can kind of be a thing so um but it's good that they are, because obviously they've been pushing gold and Game Pass because they're their two, like, big subscription services. Um, so, yeah, it's it's kind of interesting. Um, let me move on from that. The subscription will be available uh, from Microsoft's retail stores, and the company is also working with PC makers to try and offer this bundle elsewhere. Windows Central reported on Xbox All Access today after... Um, details were teased of a new service three weeks ago microsoft will limit its xbox all access service to uh outer uk consumers uh initially i think that's why the thing was um released in dollars the information but it's if it's successful then it could appear in other markets in the future microsoft also offered um a subsidized xbox 360 bundle with gold uh more than six years ago i don't remember that myself uh, Microsoft is also working on a new accessory codenamed Washburn. The software maker had um, planned to unveil the $150 accessory at Gamescom this week and accidentally teased um, an, an all-new hardware, that's a quote listed there, um, announcement before the company's plans changed. The mysterious accessory is due to launch in October, just after uh, Microsoft's launch of forza horizon 4 it's not an xbox one elite accessor but uh expect the company to detail its new hardware very soon a lot of people are suggesting this might just be a new elite controller because i remember um i think it was before e3 this year they said about they were going to do some sort of 2.0 version of an elite controller and they haven't um unveiled that yet so i guess this this could be that what do you think it might be yeah, I mean, the Elite controller has been in need of a refresh for a while, and it's not that the hardware was bad or anything, it's just they announced it, what, about three and a half, four years ago? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, and they haven't done really anything with it since, so uh, they just, you know, it's one of those things that they haven't done anything with it for a while, so. What uh, what controller do you have? Just normal Xbox One controller? Uh ish i mean i've got uh they did a thing with uh like a special uh white controller to where this is the one of the first ones they did with like the rubber backing okay uh to that and uh the d-pad is kind of a gold look um and so it was kind of a cool uh oh i've seen that one yeah that's kind of yeah. yeah, so that I have that one, and then the the black one that came with my Xbox One X, I have traded in. Um, I have like a weird looking tactical controller that was on like a crazy Amazon sale <laughs> for uh, 
thirty bucks, so I bought that one, and then I have the white one that came with the one S, which I haven't done anything with. Um, I'm not one of those people that really like collects controllers, although there's a couple of cool ones that are coming out that I might have to trade in and get. Um, I only have two batteries for my controllers because I bought one of the rechargeable packs on Amazon. Mm-hmm. And so I have like two controllers that I kind of cycle back and forth when I use one when the other one, uh, uh, the battery goes out on it. And the third one's just kind of sitting on the shelf, so I might have to do that. It just kind of depends on what kind of sales. Uh, the only reason why I bought the uh, the gold one was because uh, games, the local GameStop here was having like a special where you got a $35 credit trade-in for any Xbox controller. Oh, wow. So that basically cut the price of it in half. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. I've just got my um, normal Xbox One controller that I got with my, uh, just with the Xbox itself. Um, Yeah, that thing's lasted me a long time now that I think about it. Um, Actually, no, that's not true, because I, yeah, I remember it broke. The the right, the the, the one that I got with the, with the Xbox, um, the right trigger broke. You know, th- there was this um, this ball thing that popped out of it, and it essentially stopped me from pushing the trigger down. So I had to get a new one. But the the second one that I got after that is the one that I've still had. Um, I remember when roughly it broke. I was playing uh, Arkham Knight actually, Batman Arkham Knight, and I was doing normal dive stuff with um, you know when you dive down, get your cape out, and uh, um, hover on the map or whatever. Uh, glide around the map rather um, and I was in the middle of doing that and this ball thing just suddenly popped out, of the, not out of the controller but out of the controller and into the trigger, like into that slot uh, and then I couldn't really press it down uh, and then I had to get a new controller but the one that I've had since that has uh, been the one that I've been using um, and I, I I like like custom designs of stuff, I appreciate it being done, I've just never really been a person that's bought that kind of stuff um, I, I don't know. Just I just don't really tend to tend to do it. Um, but yeah, if you want any of these kinds of custom stuff, then uh, there's there's plenty of it out there for you. Um, but no, I think that this new accessory that they've teased is uh, a new controller, like a new elite version of the of the controller. But we'll see. Uh, we'll see what they uh, decide to do. Uh, yeah, that's all the the stuff that I had for that particular story, which tied into what you were talking about. Um, what else would you like to talk about? Oh, well, I've mentioned uh, Amazon a few times, and unfortunately, yeah. I got a little bit of bad news from them. Uh, for those, I don't know if they did this in the UK, this or this is just I'm, a, I'm like a sure. US thing. Yeah. Um, but back in uh, 2016, if you were an Amazon Prime member, they offered a 20% discount on pre-ordering a game, which was a huge deal. Yeah. So that's, you know, yeah. on, a, on a $60 game, that's uh, four, that's 12 bucks off. That's pretty decent. Uh, they have decided to cancel the blanket 20% discount and instead offer a uh, $10 credit on quote-unquote select games coming up in the future. Uh, the credit takes up to 30 days to make it to your Amazon ex- account and expires two months after being applied. Um, which is a giant kick in the ass. Um, but it's not completely out of the realm. I mean, they're not the only ones that are getting rid of programs like this. Uh, earlier this year, Best Buy killed off its Gamers Club Unlocked program, which gave the same 20% discount to games uh, for pre-orders at the Best Buy stores and Best Buy Online. Uh, if you remember, we talked about the GameStop uh, 
program that uh, you could pay $60 up front and then get uh, unlimited rentals for games one at a time. Yeah. And at the end of the... And the, at the end of the six months, uh, uh, you could pick any one of the games that you uh, rented for free, which I actually liked. Unfortunately, I never got a chance to uh, use that uh, because they killed it pretty quickly. Yeah, that wasn't around uh, for very long. It was. It was very, uh, um, very short lived. Yeah. Um. It. It's. I mean. Yeah, the trading the twenty percent discount for a ten pound credit on you said select games, so not on any games. Yeah, um, it's not on any games. It's on uh, a few games. Okay, I think Amazon need to make whether they do or not, and explain like why exactly. Um, yeah, cause that, that's not good. <laughs> so they need to explain maybe why they've they've decided to do that. Is it like? I doubt it's a financial thing. What, what do you think it might be? A hard telling. I mean, it's one of those things that they obviously did it for a reason, but we're never going to know like the official reason as mm-hmm. to why they did it. Yeah, they'll they'll tell you like some sort of PR reason, but not like the behind the scenes reason necessarily. Because we, we we've talked about little things like that before, like why people leave shows or. Um, why certain things are happening you'll never hear like the exact full story unless it gets like leaked in interviews 20 20 years later or, or something like that um but no i feel like they need to maybe make a little bit of a statement on just a rough idea on why that is and i haven't i i, I saw this story going around and didn't see any explanation as to why that is so i think they need to do that because mm-hmm. i've heard about a lot of people using that so um, yeah, I mean, I did it a lot. I haven't pre I haven't pre ordered games in a while because I've been kind of getting out of that, um, and I haven't really had a game that I've needed to play in a very long time. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, all right, what else would you like to talk about? Uh, well, the last stuff that I have is either PlayStation specific or Nintendo specific, so I didn't know if we needed to do your stuff or cut into a break. Um, if we do PlayStation, because I've got a, um, well, it's not a PlayStation game, but it's made by uh, the Until Dawn devs, which is kind of PlayStation themed. So if we do the two PlayStation things and then talk about the uh, Nintendo thing. Uh, so what PlayStation thing did you have to talk about? Uh, well, first off, we've got a release date for Shinmu 3, which is a PlayStation thing because it's only coming to PlayStation and uh, I think uh, Vita, maybe? It's it's weird. I it, it makes doubt. yeah. <laughs> well, not Vita, but it's it's not coming to it's coming to uh, PS4 and PC. Okay, yeah, which sense. is kind of weird, and it, it's kind of weird, and it kind of annoys me because the original Shenmue was a uh, um, Dreamcast game, mm. and Shenmue Two was on the original Xbox, and you can get the remastered of Shenmue One and Shenmue Two. For your Xbox One X, but for whatever reason, Shenmue 3, which has a release date for August 2019, is not coming to PC, which makes was not coming to Xbox, which makes no sense. Uh, if it was a you know if it was a PlayStation exclusive game, yeah, fine. Uh, and people that listen to the podcast know I hate exclusives like that. I mean, I understand why they do them in yeah, the sense that competition it, business that kind of stuff. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I understand why they do that. It just, I still don't like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, and I had a lot of fun uh, with the original Shenmue. It was a great game, and I never got a chance to play uh, Shenmue Two. And I'm not actually going to order the remaster because of that, which is kind of weird. But uh, hey, I'm kind of weird. What can I tell you? <laughs> um, what what so were you going to say about? Sorry. What was you going to say? Oh, about? I was just, yeah. I was just going to say that you know the game was kickstarted a few years ago, but that kickstarter was only uh, for you know launching the game. They had backing from Sony. Yeah. Uh, to actually build it, so I don't know why they had the Kickstarter to begin with. Um, but past that, you know, I mean, it's cool that it's coming out and all, and maybe at some point I'll buy it for PC, but uh, it's just kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of, like, remasters of games, or I, I want to try and tie this into something. Um, I've heard that Shenmue Run and 2, 1 and 2 don't run very well. Um, and one of the particular, like, well-known warehouse scenes, I've never played the game, I don't know anything about that, um, is, like, really quite bad, and I also heard, um, this week, because We Happy Few came out, was it last week or the week before? It came out very recently, We Happy Few got its quote-unquote release out of, like, the preview program, and it runs really, really badly, um... And I'd heard about how badly it was running and, and that sort of thing. And then I saw uh, Jim Sterling do a video and he said that he was... Uh, I remember before when he was saying he was fairly excited about it. And I think he'd done some like voice acting work for it or, or something like that. Um, and he just teared the thing apart. But in like... You know when you watch somebody who's really like passionate about something but for an angry way... And you you can tell he wasn't doing it for, like, a joke. You could see he had, like, interest and, like, a passion towards the project. Because, like, he backed it on Kickstarter. He did, apparently, some voice acting work. Or his, his name is credited for some reason. I'm not 100% sure why. And then he just went... I, I think the video was about 12 minutes or something. And he, um, he literally said that he didn't... He, like, didn't have time or couldn't list if he wanted to all of the problems that that game has. And he said he and um, Kid Icarus on YouTube both said uh, how remarkable it is that this game was in the preview program or in beta or whatever for, what, two and a half years? And some of these just really weird bugs or whatever just couldn't be fixed and somehow the game has been released. Um, But no, if if you want to see in kind of an entertaining way somebody rip a game apart... (laughs) <laughs> Go and watch Jim Sterling's video because it's it's a very very good video and he highlights his problems with it and that sort of thing. Um, what do you think of the situation with with that game? Uh, well, I don't know because I haven't played it yet. It's weird that any game would run badly in this day and age, especially with uh, something like We Happy Few, to where I can't imagine it would be uh, it would need you know something that would have that high of a frame rate to it. Hmm. Uh, because it's not like it's a, a battlefield or anything like that. It's basically a, right, where you a got third person and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, um, or like an Overwatch or yeah. I get I hear what you mean in in that sense. Um, and he, he obviously like he showed a few of the clips where the game was just bad, and there's characters that like don't acknowledge you or like when they try to talk to you they'll be looking at the wall behind them or like if they're trying to nail something in the wall they'll turn around and they'll be nailing the air that that sort of thing. But 
he said that the game's so full of those kinds of problems that it was just a, like terrible. Um, and uh, on Kadikaris's video, who you can look up as well, I I quite like his stuff. Um, he said about the fact that like he's got this high. He said that it mustn't have been his PC because he had like um, I think Far Cry 5, which he could run at like his highest setting and stuff, which ran perfectly fine. And uh, yeah, it it just went on like that. So um, yeah, I uh, who's the uh, developer behind that? I can't remember. But they need to uh, they need to either put the game back in the preview program and fix it or do something with it. So. Uh, well, it's, it's not even, it's out of development, it's actually pu uh, purchased, it's uh, yeah. developed by Compulsion Games, it. and it's post, it's uh, published by Gearbox, mm. but uh, Compulsion Games isn't like, you know, some fly-by-night thing, they did uh, uh, Contrast, which is a PlayStation 4 exclusive launch back in 2013, and that was their only, Damn it. yeah, that was their <laughs> only game title to date so it's you know they've been trying to do this we happy few thing for a while yeah i want i guess they need to spend a little bit more time on it so we'll see um all right i'm gonna move into my uh playstation thing here as well um to on on some onto some good news onto some better stuff uh man of maiden or maiden uh is until dawn developer supermassive's new game which is coming out which i'm very excited for uh, I, I literally watched five seconds of footage of this and then heard it was the Until Dawn developer and I was like, okay, I'm in. Um, <laughs> uh, during Gamescom 2018, Bandai Namco announced a new horror uh, anthology series from Supermassive Games. The developer of uh, Choose Your Own Horror Adventure Story Style Until Dawn Games uh, called the Dark Pictures Anthology. The series will consist of standalone branching cinematic uh, horror games uh, the first which is going to be called Man of Maiden or Maiden however you want to say that uh, first was was shown off with a trailer uh, featuring um, featured during Microsoft's Inside Xbox presentation which I think you referenced earlier which you can go and watch of course uh, Man of Maiden uh, is a supernatural horror series uh, set in the South Pacific like many horror stories it starts with friends going on vacations in this case, they're going diving, um, so somebody's probably going to drown at some point. <laughs> as, as shown in the trailer, some of the friends uh, mess with things they shouldn't, because that's how horror things work sometimes. Unearthing a curse of some sort that uh, takes over their ship, the trailer ends with a ghostly 1940s-ish woman who's up to no good. Uh, like in Until Dawn, you'll be able to choose um, and make decisions that shape the story of Man in Maiden. This includes uh, who lives and who dies, which is likely to create some difficult choices, of course. Uh, Man of Maiden is set to launch on Xbox One, PS4, and PC in 2019. Uh, I don't know about you, but I'm all in. Yeah, was, uh, when you were saying that, it just reminded me of that the really short clip from the Futurama show where the main character Fry has just. A bunch of money in his hand it's like shut up and take my money okay yeah and so i i, I got a feeling that that's you on that yeah. um obviously since i don't have a playstation yet mm -hmm. which is unfortunate is, this is for uh xbox and pc and yeah. ps4 so I'll, I'll have to check it out i don't know i mean it's, i'm in a, like kind of a weird spot right now where i don't have the ability to buy new games so okay. i'm gonna have to wait and see on that but uh 
that, and that's part of the reason why I did the uh, the, the fourteen day trial for the Game Pass was that you know I wanted to play a couple new games and I didn't really have anything to play. So okay. cool. Um, but no, like I've said before, I'll openly admit that I'm a sucker for the whole uh, whether it be teen or young adult or whatever. Um, oh, sorry, older adult rather. Because these these characters look older than the uh, the ones in Unto Dawns. They look a bit like towards their thirties maybe. Um, but that sort of slasher horror genre I'm, I'm kind of a big sucker for. Um, and hope t- hopefully MTV will acknowledge one day that they have Scream, uh, to, to air, which has been, uh, it's been three years, no, two years, sorry, since, um, the season two finale. Um, I, I want to quickly recap, um, MTV's treatment of, uh, Scream during, the, during the VMA. So I don't know if you know, but they had this thing called the VMAs, which is, I think, their, uh, music awards or something. Uh, they invited the whole of the reboot cast for Scream Season 3, which hasn't had, bear in mind, it hasn't had a poster, a teaser trailer, an announced date, or a trailer yet. Hasn't had any of that stuff. All it's had is, like, coming soon, and here's the cast, and Ghostface is returning. That's all that we know so far. Um, so they invited most most or all of the cast, I'm not 100% sure, out to the VMAs. They put them in the 6th closest row to the stage. Uh, they took no red carpet photos of them at all. They didn't acknowledge the show. They showed, well, they didn't do anything re- really with it. And you would have thought, like, if this thing's supposed to air in Halloween, they put the cast out in front of the VMAs, which what is one of their most watched things, I think. And you, you got, like, celebrities there. You would have thought that they would want to advertise the show there. But, uh, no, Scream fans are even more, <laughs> basically, um, annoyed with MTV after what they did. And I am as well. I don't know what, what they're doing with it. And I just wanted to sort of tie that in with the whole horror slasher sort of thing. Uh, but no, in good news, uh, Man of Maiden looks really good. Uh, hopefully it's got like a similar gameplay style to Until Dawn. And of course it will probably have the whole like run or hide or multiple path thing. Like if you're in some sort of cave maybe or you're somewhere underwater. Do you want to go left or right? If you go one direction you might die. Um, I love that kind of stuff. So I'm very, I'm very, very excited. Uh, hopefully it looks really good. Um, it, it's, it was that weird thing where like it got announced and then and there's like 20 minutes of gameplay footage out there or something. And I was like, how much of this do I want to see? Because I, I can already kind of tell what game it's going to be. And it's like, I want to sort of save um, as much of it as possible. So, we'll see. But, um, yes, I'm all in on Man of Maiden. Uh, and I'm all in on Scream Season 3, if it, if it ever happens. So, um, yeah. Anything else you want to say about this, or? Uh, no, I mean, obviously, I'm always a big fan of the people that, you know, have passion towards, you know, what their fandom is, so yeah. hopefully it'll, uh, it'll materialize and be as awesome as you want it to be. Hopefully, yeah, I mean, I, I hope it's at least as equally as good as Until Dawn, so, uh, and I have, um, the studios giving me the faith that they can make something good, because they already did, so, um... I know it's a little bit off topic, this whole Scream thing, but what do you think of that situation? I mean, I can't really comment on that. I don't okay. have uh, MTV as a channel. Uh, you need some kind of cable package for that, uh, which I haven't had in a couple of years. Okay. Uh, to be fair, though, I don't have any cable package, so anything that I watch that would be on like a cable channel has to be an app that I can use on uh, either Xbox or my iPad. Yeah. And 
MTV is kind of a sore, not a sore subject, it's just kind of a thing with me. Being my age, I remember when MTV actually played music videos, and now it's all reality shows and things like that, which I'm not upset with because that's the format they feel like they can make the most money on, and me being uh, of that mindset, if that's what they're making money on, fine. Um, I just wish they would rebrand and rename their actual channel since they don't show music videos anymore, but that's more of a, the literalist in me. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you're not music television, so don't call yourself music television channel. <laughs> I mean, let's let's be honest. Anybody that watches music videos is doing it on YouTube. Uh, YouTube. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, I mean, if they don't want Scream anymore, then just sell it to someone else. So, because uh, yeah, but if you think about that, uh, think I mean, about the uh, um, the Spider Man franchise and the Fantastic Four franchise that they uh, have and they keep making shitty movies on well not the the, the Spider-Man Homecoming obviously that was a great movie oh, yes. but like the one with uh, uh, Andrew Garfield which wasn't great and the one with Tobey Maguire which the first one was okay the second one is forgettable and the third one I wish I could delete from my brain uh, but they keep making those movies, so they keep holding on to the franchise rather than selling it back to Marvel Studios, which is a very long track record of making very awesome movies. Yep. Um, and I was actually a little disappointed with the Blu-ray for Infinity War Part 1 because there's almost nothing in the bonus features outside of a short gag reel and a short deleted scenes. I was hoping for so much, so much more behind-the-scenes stuff, which is why I buy the DVDs. Okay. Uh, as an aside, but back to back to the original point. Obviously, they still making god awful Fantastic Four movies because they don't want to give up the franchise when they could make so much more money just selling it back to Marvel and letting them reintegrate that into their uh, into their universe. But you know, some people are stubborn like that. So, yep. Hopefully, hopefully things get sorted. So, um, I I'm I'm almost wondering if they're just gonna air scream on halloween and say nothing <laughs> like they'll never the trailer will never come out and it will just air and then the screen fans will be like oh wait it, it aired and they never said anything that but that would be i could i could almost see that happening um it's it's strange uh that would yeah. actually be kind of cool if they did that i mean we screen fans would find out eventually and we would watch it but there would be no publicity for it um, Alright, that's it for this episode of Random Game. Uh, no, I, oh. no, I still got a bun- bunch of other stuff. Oh, okay, cool. We just kind of got, got off the, on a uh, tangent. You've got the Nintendo thing, haven't you? Sorry. Yeah. Well, no, I still got one more uh, PlayStation thing, too. Okay, cool. Go ahead. Uh, and this kind of falls into the category of not... I'm not sure why they're doing it, but they're doing it. They announced the sales uh, for PlayStation VR. Uh, so this is something they announced a couple days ago. They've announced that it is sold... Uh, 3 million PlayStation VR units, and they have sold uh, 29, 21.9 million software sales through the platform. Uh, which sounds, it's one of those things that it sounds like a good number, and it kind of is, and it kind of isn't. Um, if you look at the numbers for the number of uh, um, PlayStation units sold, the attach rate is comically low. The attach rate for the PlayStation VR is actually 0.037%. So it's basically 1 in 27 households that have a PlayStation uh, console 
have a PlayStation VR. But they announced it, and they had no reason to announce the sales. Uh, they did their uh, top ten uh, VR sales for uh, software. Uh, no real surprise that Elder Scrolls V was uh, top. Uh, and then, yeah, Skyrim. Yeah. Uh, the rest of them I kind of heard of, but not really. Uh, PlayStation VR Worlds, which I don't know what that is, is number like two. A, that was like a mini demo with little games or, or something. So Yeah, that was number two. Rec Room was number three. Uh, Resident Evil 7 was number four. Uh, Playroom VR is five. Job Simulator, six. Until Dawn, Rush of Blood, seven. Uh, Batman Arkham VR is 8, Farpoint 9, and then Superhot is 10. Um, and it's one of those things that it's kind of weird because the numbers aren't great, but they released them for a reason. So, um, uh, did you ever get around to getting a VR for your PlayStation? No, I'm still looking around at um, prices and stuff. I, I mean, I don't want to like um, go and buy one and then I see a, a cheaper bundle somewhere or something. Um, like I'm because I'm kind of I'm just sort of working out the prices of of the stuff that I need, and then I'll work towards saving a a bit more of the money towards it. Um, but all all in all in good time. So, um, yeah, and I think the high price for it is what's uh, uh keeping most people out of that. So, mm-hmm. um, but now in terms of releasing the numbers, um, I feel like it means they're at least happy with it, because um. You haven't had like Xbox numbers for a while. You, uh, we've had like of course the recent uh, PlayStation numbers with the, the eighty million and the five hundred million, which is uh, the five hundred million across all all four PlayStation consoles. I'm not sure if that does include the Vita or whatever. Um, but obviously, I they... think that I, I think that's just PlayStation console. So yeah. one, two, three, and four. I think so. Um, but no, obviously they were happy to to announce that and celebrate it with um, the the console that they they did. Uh, we did talk about that, didn't we? I think we talked about that last week. The um... Yeah, because they had the uh, limited edition PS4 2TB special edition bundle. Yeah, uh, which I think we talked about last week. Um, but no, I feel like it, it means because they're happy with those numbers. Now, we don't know exactly what PlayStation's target was necessarily. Um, I think it's been out for two or three years, the, uh, the VR. I remember it came out October of one year. Um, so maybe maybe it's going on. It's like it's third year. Um, but no, if yeah, they, if and they, the, they, the, the high can, price point is what's. Uh, go ahead. If they consider that to be su- successful towards their goal, then that's that's good for them, I suppose. The the numbers do seem a little bit low, though. You you look at the three million, um, which the the twenty million software sold to the three million VIs is quite good. But when then when you then look at the three million VR to the 80 million PlayStation 4 that doesn't that starts to not look quite as good so I don't know yeah um, and it's the high price point is what's keeping everybody out of it it's not like the Kinect which when the original Xbox One launch came with I mean the uh, yeah. I'm I'm on Amazon right now there's a PlayStation VR Doom bundle where you get the headset the camera and Doom and that's 200 and and sixty-one dollars on sale from three hundred dollars. Uh, so that's, that's almost quite cheap. Bu- that yeah. Is cheap. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, that's still almost buying a new console. I mean, you can buy a wow. basically a PlayStation V, a uh, PlayStation Four, like the the five hundred meg version for that for the yeah, same thing. They go for around two sixty um, 
pound, two hundred sixty pounds. Yeah, well. yeah. And that's just the that's just the headset, the camera, and the uh, the game. That doesn't include the wand things that you would need. So the okay. the PlayStation VR starter bundle, um, which is the headset, the camera, and the wands. That's actually uh, as a sponsor thing on Amazon for three hundred and eighty dollars US. That doesn't make sense. Uh, there's a yeah, there's a PlayStation Worlds bundle, which is the headset, the wands, the camera, and the PlayStation World game for four hundred dollars. Um, so it's kind of all over the place. I mean, mm. you can buy the motion, the you can buy the two pack of wands uh, for eighty five dollars, just as the wand. The Skyrim bundle is the headset, the camera, the wands, and Skyrim, and that's four hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Uh, the good thing is you don't actually so the, need the uh, the move controllers. You can use. Uh... The PlayStation controller because it's got the um, motion sensor uh, or motion control um, DualShock thing in it, so that's quite good. Um, so if you're under like a slightly bit more of a budget, um, you can still use the PlayStation 4 controller that I assume you already have, um, and then you can just buy the uh, the camera and the uh, the headset, and then of course plug in the wires and stuff like that. I think that's about all. I th- if you're going like bare minimum, I think that that's what you need because then. It, even without games, you can still try some of the uh, the demos and stuff that are on there. And there's the Spider-Man thing that you can get for free. Um, so, there's, so there's stuff out there you can do for a slightly cheaper price. So that's quite good. Um, but no, I, I when I eventually do get around to it, of course I'll talk about it. But um, I'm I'm looking forward to trying it. So we'll see. All right, what else would you like to talk about? Uh, well, the uh, speaking of sales and sales numbers, the MPD Group released the. It's report for July 2018. Uh, the Nintendo Switch was the top seller in terms of dollar sales uh, for that month, uh, with uh, Xbox One coming in second and uh, uh, PS4 coming in third. But that's not to be expect, not to be unexpected, just because you know the PlayStation has sold so many copies that people aren't really buying them anymore, and right. they're so far ahead yeah. that it doesn't really matter. In terms what, of like total net, total I what, sales, I wonder what number Xbox has sold at this point. the The consensus is generally around forty million, yeah. and then the PlayStation is around eighty. Obviously, nobody actually knows the actual numbers because PlayStation, I mean uh, Microsoft, hasn't released those numbers yet. So mm-hmm. it could be a fifty by now. So we don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I I mean I'm assuming if let's say te- sales. Uh, took off and they got to 85 or they passed PlayStation, I'm sure they would announce that. So, mm-hmm. um, Yeah. What were you saying, sir? Oh, I was just saying that it's not surprising. I mean, and this is, you know, the amount of crow that I've been eating is that uh, um, the uh, Nintendo Switch is obviously crushing it in terms of mm-hmm. uh, uh, sales. I never thought they would make those sales, but they did, so... Not many people did. So, um, cause I remember when I, I'm, I remember when I was on the on the field walking the dog, um, and saw you know Nintendo Switch reveal release, and I was like, okay, what what is this thing gonna be? Um, cause I'd heard about a hybrid console, but I never really understood what that was. So I I just clicked on the on the thing. I was like, okay, what what is this next Nintendo thing? And then they started revealing it. And then by the end of the trailer, I did the whole I take my money sort of thing. So I was like, okay, on the go gaming, you've got Zelda, you've got some other stuff that's going to be cool. And it just looks so much better than things that they've done before. So, um, 
Yeah, they've 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 done very very well. Um, I'm very happy for Nintendo, and hopefully their their success continues. Um, I I got a small question. If if um if in like 2020 the PlayStation 5 and the next Xbox come out, or whether they'll do a new hardware refresh or whatever it's going to be, when we get the next lot of consoles, I wonder what Nintendo's plans are. Because if they if you release the PS5 and then of course the games will have to step up what they can do and stuff then the Nintendo Switch is at that point going to struggle with third party support so I wonder if they'd come out with like a Switch 2.0 It's kind of hard to say I mean at least for the last you know decade or so Nintendo's kind of been doing their own thing I mean obviously with the Switch they're not making their console based off of high end graphics and uh, Mm. you know things like that they've been more of uh you know we're just gonna do this and then go from there so yeah that that's what i think they might do though is like have whatever xbox decides to do next which isn't quite clear and then have the ps5 come out hopefully backwards compatible with ps4 hopefully they learn from their mistakes there um and then i i do think you'll get not a switch to but like a 2.0 like an upgraded version um, and you'll and I think the feedback about like maybe the kickstand and the joy cons and they they can like they can do not a second attempt because they don't necessarily need that at the moment but uh, an, an upgraded version to it where the complaints that they've received about the joy cons the kickstand maybe the power that sort of thing or maybe the battery life they can correct those and put out a refreshed version I think um, that's what I kind of want them to do anyway and not have like I don't know, because then you can still have your Switch games running normally on the thing, I assume. So, uh, you wouldn't need to, to worry about that kind of stuff. So, um, Alright, what else would you like to talk about? That's all I had, so... Cool, alright. Um, yeah, so that's it uh, now for this episode of Random Gaming Talk. Thank you all very much for listening. Uh, you can, of course, find all the content that I mentioned and lots of other stuff, past, present and future, on entertainmenttalk.org. Uh, please go over there and check out what we have. Uh, iTunes updates. Um, essentially, what has happened is um, I have signed because I spoke about this a little bit on a better console, but I'll do an update here as well. Um, I've have signed up with Casto, so I've started making the different feeds. Um, one that I'm doing at the moment because uh, it's not got as many episodes in is is the better console one. Um, I've uploaded a couple of episodes to it because um, they've of course got a different system to SoundCloud, so I have to sort of work out that and stuff. Um, but I'm in the I'm in the process now of making sure the episodes are in that feed and then submitting that to iTunes. So I'm I'm not too far away. And then once once hopefully within that system, once I learn how to like I guess properly upload or make sure things are uploaded and then submit them to iTunes, hopefully I can just start doing the others and and go ahead with that. But that's where I am at the moment. Um, but I've been I sort of been emailing Castos back and forth with like how do I do various different things on it. Um, uh, but yeah, that's that's basically where I am with that at the moment. So again, the feeds are coming soon, but I am I am that bit closer to to doing it. Uh, but personally, I hope that once I work out like where to find the RSS feed, I know how to submit it, obviously, because that's how I got the other podcasts on iTunes. Um, but hopefully, once I work out what to do, I can start to do it with the other feeds and get them up uh, as quickly as I can as well. So um, stay tuned for for more updates on that. Uh, if you'd like to support what we're doing here, you can do so. There's a few different options. Patreon.com forward slash entertainment talk. That's where you can go and also redeem rewards for reviews of your choice. 
uh, and do some other stuff as well. Uh, speaking of Amazon, like we did earlier, um, you can if you would like to still use Amazon because you know the whole um, pre-order trade thing may have uh, may have pushed you away a little bit from Amazon. But if it didn't, uh, you can consider using our affiliate link if you'd like to. Uh, it's essentially where you do your normal shopping on Amazon. Uh, you spend the same amount as you usually do, uh, but we'll get a small cut of the amount that you spend. So it's essentially giving us a bit of the money that you spend, but you still spend the same amount. So that's a good way to support us as well. Uh, iTunes, if you'd like to, please go uh, rate, review, and subscribe to us on the uh, the main entertainment talk feed. Uh, of course, hopefully, once I've submitted various different feeds, feeds, sorry, uh, you can just search for entertainment talk, and then they will hopefully come up under that uh, label. Because uh, that will be basically how it will filter through the author. Because that's what I'm going to put it under as. Um, but yes, please rate, review, and subscribe to us over there. That will help as well. Uh, what's the last one? Oh yes, word of mouth. Please tell your friends, family, neighbours, co-workers, anyone that you might talk to on a daily basis. Or just whenever. Uh, they can come over and discover the content for themselves. And uh, hopefully they like it. Um, if they do, that that's that's great, of course. Um, last thing Robert mentioned earlier about his uh, streaming uh, of video games. Um, if you'd like to check him out, he's over on Mixer. I've got one over on Twitch as well. Um, yes, if you want to know where all this information is and you're on iTunes or, or SoundCloud or something like that, or on Stitcher maybe, uh, I always provide a link to the website main post. So if you click on that, it will take you over to there and then all the information that I've mentioned um will be uh will be in there available to you. Uh oh yes, feedback. I should probably mention how to send that in as well. Uh entertainment dot com or entertainment talk UK at gmail dot com. There's also Facebook uh and Twitter is at etalk UK. Uh, there's the Facebook group and the Facebook page. Um there's also a little email form you can fill out on the website. Just put in your email and your comment. That will get sent to me as well. Yeah, I think that's everything for this week. Thank you all very much for listening and we will see you next time. Um oh by the way next time um I don't know when, because you said you'd need to do weekends for the next couple of weeks. Um, yeah, I'm we- going to be out of town five days next week, so. Okay. Um, there's a like family trip that we've got planned for Saturday. Um, so I'll just say I'm not 100% sure if there will be a show next week, but if we can manage to schedule it and uh, and do the show, we'll let you know uh, if it will be happening or not. So just look out on Twitter and on Facebook. Uh, I'll put out a little update or something. Uh, but in case you're listening now and you wonder why there's not a new if there's not a new episode next week uh it's because of that basically um so yeah just have a look out and see if there's a new episode and we'll let you know thank you all very much for listening and we'll see you next time goodbye bye